0: So to you know, um, we're coming up to elections and a lot of people are, are leaving the country. It's that time again. You know how it goes in South Africa. Oh there's an election, oh we don't know what's gonna happen, oh we don't know who's gonna be in power. Oh my word and this load shitting. So, you know, there's just a lot of things that are making a lot of people nervous and some of them have just decided, no, we can't do this, we can't do this, we've got to go. So because of that, I decided I wanted to speak to someone who has gone but has not really gone. So Robin Adams has graciously agreed to talk to us about living and working in another country, in one of my favorite cities in the world, in Istanbul. Robin Adams, thank you for joining us. Good to be on the show. Thank you for having me. So, Robin, just you know, to give my li- listeners a bit of a background and, and, and help us all talk together, join the conversation on Cape Talk, tell us a little bit about how it came about that you are working in Istanbul.
1: Well, before I get there, I mean, I've, I've spent many years outside of South Africa, living and working outside of South Africa. I've spent six years in the Middle East, in Doha and Qatar, working for Al Jazeera came back to Cape Town for a year, uh, working with independent newspapers and doing some uh, slots on, 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 on Cape Talk as well, a guest slot, um, before Turkey came calling. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's actually a very funny story. My first boss, when I was a sports presenter at ETV in 2005, is now the head of news at TRT World in Istanbul. And he said, listen, you've got to come in Germany. And that's how it all happened. And that was uh, towards the end of 2017. I packed my bags. I said, Istanbul, I'm coming for you. And uh, I got here. And uh, listen, obviously, it is a bit of a culture shock because uh, it's so different to what you're used to. Um, the language barrier and all of that. Edmund is quite difficult. It's not always easy to settle into a new place. But it's just been an absolutely incredible experience. And based only on the fact that there are so many South Africans here always ready to help a senior a few years more than you, and they show you the ropes. This is what you need to do in terms of banking. This is what you're going to do in terms of the tax office, in terms of getting tickets to to go and watch the football. All of those things um, have just helped so much in easing one into life in in, in, in a different (laughs) country.
0: So you say that um, the language barrier is is a bit of a thing. So I'm going to sidestep quickly and ask you, how was the language barrier uh, when you were at Al Jazeera? Did you learn any Arabic? Or am I stereotyping? I did learn Arabic. I
1: can say... no, not at all. It's me, Robin Adams, from Medina Cape Town, means I'm Robin Adams from Cape Town, the city of Cape Town in uh, South Africa. I always learn in the place, places where I come, even if I'm going mean, as a tourist, I want to learn just the important parts of the language so that I can communicate with locals. There are so few people in Turkey who actually speak English that it became imperative for me to learn. And similarly, in Doha, not a lot of people speak English. you always got to learn um, a little bit of Arabic. So with me, it is that if I understand just one word of what you're saying in a sentence, I've, I've got the gist of what you've got. My landlady doesn't speak a word of English. Wow. Right? And my Turkish she was very good. So we do Google Translate and we record on the phone and that's how we have conversations and that's how I learn as well. So yeah, the language barrier is very challenging, but it's a work in progress.
0: So what would you say are the similarities? You know, what, what have you found in Istanbul that kind of is reminiscent of home, if anything?
1: Right. That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> they love doing their wings and their chops on the cold, and it makes me feel so at I home. Mm. The food is a lot like... A lot like Cape Town, because they also do steers and it's with the nice and all these hearty, soulful meals that make you feel like you know you're with your family on a Sunday, and so I've got to say the food is probably the biggest taste from home for lack of a better term.
0: Okay, because I mean uh, living in a place and visiting a place is uh, two totally different kettles of fish. You know, a holiday is a holiday. You never get to grips with any of the serious aspects of the place you're in when you're on holiday unless you have an emergency. Um, But when you are living somewhere, you are doing exactly that. You are living there, so you deal with the day-to-day. You deal with, for example, groceries.
1: So when yes, you absolutely. Mm. Uh, and it is about getting into the motion and getting into the day, day-to-day grind. Uh, what I find, for example, is a lot easier is, is ordering groceries online. That's what we do. If we have it delivered at a certain time when we're home during the day, and they will deliver your water, they'll deliver your pasta, they'll deliver your, your meat. Everything will get delivered. The other thing is, Technology is so sharp here that you're able to order a taxi online quicker than you could with an Uber. And within seconds, the driver and his registration numbers on your phone, and a few seconds later, he's standing outside. They've got a world-class public transport system, um, which makes things a lot easier in terms of when you're coming here trying to settle in and you need to get around, um, this is how you get to know the areas. And again, I, I said a little bit earlier, I'm very thankful to, to South Africans who've been here mm. a little longer than I have, who were able to show me around and, and able to show me, you know, just um, all the things that needed to be done. And, 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 and I'm so grateful for that.
0: Okay, so that's nice because it, it gives you a bit of a community. Um, so, and, and one always needs that. Otherwise, you know, you feel very isolated and, and it can be a very lonely, um, a very lonely experience. So the other question I wanted to ask is how do, how do the, um, cause you, you, you're living there, so you have living costs. It's not a hotel. You've got a landlady. You've got a lease. Um, what are the electricity costs? I mean, I know, um, Istanbul in the summer. Because I went there one summer, a long, long time ago, and I loved it. I fell in love, and I, I must go back. But what does it cost when, if you're renting a, a place and you're living there? What does it cost? What's your electricity, water situation? And also, how cold does it get? Because I'm emphasizing I went there in the summer because I like summer. I'm, I mean, I'm a South African. I love summer. And I like uh, we have a relatively mild winter. I mean, I spent some time in the States. Oh, my word, was it cold. Oh, my word, was it cold. So I like, you know, a winter that is mild or potentially no winter at all. So how cold does it get and and what are you paying for your utilities? Because I'm always comparing what are we paying right here in Cape Town. Well, for starters, we've got to pay electricity, gas and water.
1: And you know what? I've got to say again relatively inexpensive uh, mainly because all of these things get debited from your bank account and i mean at last time that i checked uh, electricity was something in the region of maybe in rand now uh, just under 100 grand uh, the water is even cheaper and i can't remember what the gas costs but amenities costs you're looking at anywhere between 200 to 250 rand about which is a lot cheaper than surviving in a place like South Africa. Now, you're talking about the weather, for example, and, and this is where the gas, um, you know, uh, is so crucial. You need the gas to gasify up the radiators because those are essentially your heaters in the house, and it gets brutally cold during the winter. It was a couple of weeks ago. I got back from travel, and there was a snowstorm here, and it was snowing so heavily. I think the temperature was probably some, something like minus three or minus four. Um, so oh, it wow. gets, really, really cold here. Yeah. And summer days, it gets so hot, you think you're in Cape Town exactly. because uh, 28, 30 degrees.
0: Yeah. So that, that for me is always a big deterrent, you know, because I don't, I don't like being called. Oh my gosh. I don't like being called. But that being said, what is also, what is the job situation? You're living and working there. What is the job situation? We dealing with an unemployment rate of, um, between 27 and 34 percent, depending on which definition of unemployment is being used. Um, so it sounds like, you know, everything is cheaper there, but is there, is there work opportunities? And, and I'm not saying just saying for, for foreigners, but in general.
1: In general, yes. I mean, um, there are quite a lot of people who work and they uh, seem to be well looked after, especially by the government. I work at a state broadcaster. And, um, you know, priority is given to Turkish citizens uh, in terms of, of, of many of the jobs. And so there's not a, from what I know, a, a high unemployment rate. But there's also a fairly decent demand for outsourcing skills. Uh, South Africans, for example, are knowing the world over to be workhorses. And, and so there's always, uh, this can chance for getting South African, uh, um, labor on the books because they know it's going to be quality work. Um, that's probably that's why we so many South Africans in the TLP world. Even. But there's a lot of, um, farmers working and living in Turkey. And that's because the
0: government knows that a lot of these skills they're going to have to import. Okay, wow. So that's that's a, a very interesting and very different situation to what we have here. I mean, with the, with the job situation being what it is. So you seem to have fitted in, you know, very comfortably, and you say it's it's home. You've been there now. Did you say two years?
1: Uh, going on two years my uh yeah about a year and a half at the moment but it feels like fine i feel like a veteran i feel like i've been here uh, enough to know um you know how to get in and out of the country how to get things done who to call when i've got problems with my electricity bill uh who to call when i've got uh, when i need somebody picked up at the airport so yeah i'd like to think that i have settled in fairly well mm-hmm.
0: so will you be voting from there
1: I will, and I am registered to vote. We are quite a lot of Africans going to make a day of it. We are meant to vote on the 27th of April, which is a Saturday. I'm off on a Saturday. Um, And so we're all, some of the other newsroom staff are not, so they have to take the day off. We are only able to vote where the diplomatic mission is, and that's in the capital city, Ankara. Now, Ankara is a one-hour flight away from Istanbul, and this is why it's now become the road trip that everybody should right. be there up, We look at the airport, we fly through for the day, go and make our excursions, do our country duty, spend the day there, and then come back later in the afternoon.
0: Okay, excellent. So we might have you back to, you know, walk us through that experience. Yes, no, absolutely. I've been very
1: excited about this, going um, abroad because I never have. I voted in these previous elections in South Africa. The only difference here, though, is that we are only able to vote in the national election and not right. in the provincial election. And I was really hoping to make my, um, make my cross uh, for the Washington State election as well. But that's sadly not going to be the case. But I'm still very excited about being part of the Democratic process, even even it is from... I'm look the
0: world. Yeah, no, no. We fought very hard for that. So I'm I'm very glad to hear that you are going to exercise your right and do your part. So you, you kind of answered my question that I'm about to ask, but kind of maybe unpack it a little bit more for me because my question is so living there so comfortably and enjoying the city and the people and everything about it would you still call yourself a south african and do you think there would come a time when you might not be a south african so you've kind of answered that in your enthusiastic response to to the voting but can you kind of just unpack it your own feelings around that for us
1: i am the cloudest south african on the planet i've got a massive South african flag i'm looking at it right now in my living room, I've got my pointy in there. I've got my Robertson spice here. <laughs> I speak highly of South Africa. I could never not be a South African, doesn't matter where on planet Earth I am. So, to answer the first part of your question, I might be living um, outside of South Africa's borders um, because just uh, financially, I think that makes better sense for yeah. me, and I want to make sure that my kids have everything they need and they deserve. And this is the second factor I have to make. Um, But I am a proud South African through and through. I could never think of myself as being any other nationality but South Africa. And I am proud to also say that all of the South Africans in the newsroom, we are the defending champions in the newsroom of the comprising championships. We beat the likes of Team India and Pakistan (laughs) and Australia and all of them. We have a 2018 Nigeria defending champions of cambria with me, and this is how proud we are. We sing our national anthem at these gatherings. We fly our flag. We eat our big booty, We bake our brides, and we are proud. This is perfect Africa.
0: So, my last question, and sport is not my strong suit. It's your strong suit. So, if I get this wrong, just just work with me because you'll know where I'm going. But do you do you go to or have you been to see Galatasaray?
1: I haven't, but I'm a Beşiktaş, uh, man through and through. You know, there are four big uh, Istanbul clubs. the Sheher, here, the and Bashikas. I live in the Bashikas municipality, and that's the team I support. I have a season ticket to go and watch Watson, though I've never been able to go yet because I've been traveling so much. But they are, all of those teams are so well supported. And on match day, I was close to the stadium when there was an Istanbul derby. And I can tell you, these guys, you can feel the passion when they start cheering and like those flames. And man, it is just a different experience altogether.
0: So, my father was actually a very well-known soccer player in his day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In fact, his picture is in the District 6 uh, sports section, the District 6 Museum. So, I really enjoy soccer. I don't have a team, don't ask me. I don't Manchester, Liverpool. You see, I know their names, but I don't have a team. (laughs) (laughs) But I really love the game. You need a team. I'm, I'm going to give you a team, Manchester United. Oh Let's my gosh, I don't know about that. But when I come and visit you, listen to my words. When I come and visit you, we must go and see a game. Is that a date? Yes, please. Okay. we will go. And also, just um, in parting, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. I <laughs> uh, wish you and Leanne all the very, very best.
1: Thank you so very much. I mean, it's been a very, very long road. And I mean, we met strangely enough at a Cape time radio station many, many years ago. We were friends ever since and things happened and she's moved here to be with me. We work together now. We sit opposite each other in the TRT World Newsroom. And I'm just happy to one day be able to call on my wife and that day can't come soon
0: enough. You know, just just listening to you, I can hear the happiness. And when I see pictures of the two of you, I can see the happiness. So I am just, you know, I can't be as excited as you, but I'm very excited. And, yeah, I really wish you all the best. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon. I'm taking you up on your invite. There Thank we go. Thank you so much.
1: Gah. Thank you. I absolutely appreciate it. And the door, the door at what I call Robert Adams HQ, Liam Robertson, Robert Adams' headquarters, is open for you.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for giving us all this lovely information to sift through and think about. I think we've got so many people who are going to come and visit Istanbul now. You, Istanbul tourism is going to owe you a debt.